الحمد لله وكفاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بارك وسلم اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بارك وسلم اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بارك وسلم In the last gathering last month we had touched upon this notion of how we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention is upon us recognizing that our desire ultimately is that Allah ta'ala's attention be upon us and one of the signs of this we mentioned last time is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps us busy in the surface, service of deen. And if we're kept busy with the service of deen, then it's a sign most of the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has his attention on us. That's one of the ways it's manifested. Now, we're going to expand upon this further. And I think it's important to understand that there are some caveats to this. And that is... Sometimes the opposite occurs, meaning that we become so busy in, quote-unquote, the service of deen that we neglect some of the primary responsibilities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon us. And this is a major, major pitfall when it comes to doing work for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for the sake of deen. And it's really, really important to understand this because sometimes we can be taken advantage of, sometimes by shaitan, sometimes by certain organizations, sometimes by certain individuals who are instilling within us this notion that every single thing must be sacrificed for the sake of doing service of deen. And there is truth to the statement, but what's really in- intended by that is every single thing, meaning in terms of our wasted time, should be sacrificed for the service of deen, but not every single moment per se. Let me give some examples to sort of paint a clearer picture here. Um, the deen has placed certain primary responsibilities upon us. And we can't neglect these primary responsibilities at the expense of quote-unquote service of deen. These primary responsibilities are assigned to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if we don't attend to these things and we bypass these things in order to attain this quote-unquote higher reality of service, well then that's a problem and it's a deception. And sometimes we do this not because of any particular reason except that it can't, it's easier. Let me give some examples. One primary responsibility that the deen has assigned to us is giving attention and spending time with our family. That's a high priority in deen, a very high priority in deen. That the establishment of the home itself be attended to before I explore the establishment of the community around me. And there's many reasons for this, but one reason that's easy to understand is that if I don't have sukun within my home and if I haven't established my presence within my home and I haven't established the people immediately around me within my home, what good is it if I'm going to work outside of the home? And another, another reason for this is because the individuals that I'll be asked about first in the day of judgment are the people that are within my inner circle before my outer circle. So how is it that I'm going to quote-unquote do service of deen or quote-unquote do work of deen outside of the home when I've neglected the primary responsibility that I have within my home? And that responsibility applies to both 
you know, both men and women, which is that if I'm not attending to the needs of my home and I'm bypassing these needs for the sake of some other quote-unquote greater good, well, then that's a problem. You know, the ulama mentioned one of the evidences of this. It's very interesting if you think about it. If you look at the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ and you look at his life before Nubuwa, in particular, you look at the life between the ages of, let's say, 25 and 35, that 10-year period. There is almost nothing in the seerah books about his life in this time. Almost nothing. He got married to Khadija radiallahu anha. He went on a couple of trips, you know, and that's almost all we know about him during this period of time. And so the scholars of Sirah mention that the reason for this is because these 10 years the Prophet ﷺ was spending focusing on his home and establishing the home. He had children during this period of time. They required tarbiyah and upbringing. He was focused on, for instance, the financial needs of the family at the time. And, it was, and then the Prophet ﷺ received nubuwa after the age of 40 and now this huge responsibility was placed on his shoulders and now all of this work outside of the home was now assigned to him, you can say. So one of the wisdom they mentioned is because this time was required for the Prophet ﷺ to be able to establish his home. Because if he didn't have a well-established home with peace and happiness and sukun and, and needs taken care of, well then how was he going to be able to take care of the responsibility of the rest of the ummah? So this sort of period of time was sort of assigned to this. So this applies to all of us, which is that our family is our priority number one before anyone else. And if we don't attend to the needs of our family and the, and, and the emphasis uh, place with, the, with an emphasis on the deen within the family, well, then that's going to be a problem for us in the long run. This applies to us, those of us that have parents as well. You know, it may be that we have a parent who needs our help, a sick parent. And because of that sick parent, I'm unable to attend to, for instance, some other responsibilities of deen that I've taken on my shoulders. Well, then in that situation, what, what takes priority? Is it the rest of the community or is it my parent? And without a doubt, without any uh, difference of opinion on the matter, my parent comes first. Because that's whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assigned to me as my responsibility before everyone else. So we can't circumvent these things. You can't circumvent these responsibilities expecting that their higher reward is elsewhere. Which means the main question we always have to ask ourselves is in this particular circumstance, or with this period of time that I've been allotted, where is the highest maximal reward for me? Right? It's possible that by me bypassing the responsibility I have toward my parents and instead involving myself in some community responsibility, I'm actually committing sin because I have not put things in order and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects things to be in order in our life. Similarly, sometimes for us as parents, we think that the time that we spend with our children in our home is just coming in the way of the other things that I need to do in life. For instance, we don't think that cooking for our children or cooking for our families is considered reward or dropping them off at school and picking them up is considered reward. That's where the reward initially lies. And if I'm not able to establish these things and understand that this is where the reward lies, who am I to go and... I mean, I'm not in a circumstance to go and take care of the rest of the world. So this becomes one of the major pitfalls that we... One of the major traps that we fall into in the name of quote-unquote service of deen. So one is our priority, placing emphasis on our, on our family. The second is placing emphasis on our own personal routine and our own personal spiritual development. Meaning that sometimes what happens is that we become so caught up in the routines of others and so caught up or so um, involved in the dini benefit of others that it occurs at our own expense. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't sometimes make sacrifices 
But for the most part, our own dini grounding should be very firm. Meaning, if I'm someone who's weak in my daily routine of dhikr and Qur'an, uh, or I'm someone who's not consistent in the masjid, and I'm, and I'm not consistent because I'm using this time towards some external, external factor, some external benefit for someone else, well, that really should beg the question of, of what, about my, what about myself? What about myself? Now, what I'm, we're, we're, just so that we're clear here, we're not saying that, you know, I should spend as much time as possible just focused on myself and my own dhikr and my own routine and things like that. What I'm saying is that the fundamental core that every believer should be maintaining, that should be a priority. Meaning that, for instance, if I have the opportunity to go to the masjid for salah for myself, or I have the opportunity to quote-unquote work for some organization, salah is priority. My own salah in the masjid takes priority at the expense of anything else. And sometimes we use it as an excuse that I'm so busy working with this project or with this program or with this... But then I neglect my salah. Uh, Similarly, you know, with our daily interaction with the Qur'an, that's just a, that's a spiritual mandate. You can essentially think about it as a spiritual mandate that I interact with the Qur'an consistently and regularly. But because I'm working on other people and helping other people and I'm working on this project or that project, I've neglected my own Qur'an. I've totally gotten things out of line. And it becomes sort of this you know, self-fulfilling prophecy, if you will. So we should be mindful of this as well. So number one, we said that we, what are the priorities in our life that we can't circumvent or bypass? One is the responsibilities that we have toward our own family. A second is our own personal routine of spiritual development that must maintain itself irrespective of our work of deed. In fact, it should maintain, it should be, it's more important for us to maintain this if we've taken responsibility of others on our shoulder. Why? Because if I'm not able to take care of my own essential deen or spiritual needs, and I'm now taking the responsibility of the spiritual needs of other people, that's upside down. That's backward. What, what benefit am I going to be able to bring other people? Now, that, this doesn't mean that we leave our work of deen or our services toward the community because I haven't established these things. It just reminds me that if I'm going to place an emphasis on the outside, I have to make sure that I'm placing at least an equal emphasis on the inside, i.e. my heart. If I'm going to place an emphasis on the hearts of other people, that same sort of emphasis must also apply to my own heart and its own purification and its own rectification as well and the deeds that I perform. A third sort of area of distraction that we sometimes get lost in is um, or, or a component that is priority for us, and this is a bit nuanced, so I hope we take it the right way, and that is our own personal needs of settling down. What I'm referring to here is things pertaining to our advancement in our school, in our careers, and in our work. Sometimes we separate these things, and we think that this is all dunya anyway, so what good is it for me? Let me put this in the back burner, and instead let me just serve the community. Um, and that's partly a dece- deception of shaitan. You know, for instance, I have a really important exam coming up. I have my LSAT. I'm trying, I'm applying for law school. I have my LSAT coming up in a month. And really what I should be doing is focusing all of my attention on that exam. And instead I'm spending the next three or four weeks, uh, you know, disappearing and serving and things like that. We've gotten things, we've, we've placed things in the wrong place. Those four weeks, we should disappear apart from our own personal basic routine of going to the masjid, praying our salah, making sure we're interacting with the Qur'an. Beyond that, our entire attention should be focused on that exam because that's what has been placed before us at that time. 
Similarly with our work and our career. Now, we don't get lost in these things. We don't make these the goal in and of itself, but we make this a means to a goal, which is that if I'm able to solidify myself now in terms of my job, in terms of my work, and things like that, this will enable me to perpetually do work of deen until I leave this world. Now, so, so this is a bit nuanced, right? And we have to understand this, right? There's extremes here. One extreme is I'm, I'm going to have no involvement in deen whatsoever. I'm not going to have any involvement in service of deen whatsoever. And I'm just going to be focused on career, dunya, career, dunya, career, dunya. And that's a problem. The other is this is all dunya anyway, so let me just ignore this. And instead, this time that, I, this time that I've been given, I'm going to work on, on service of deen, etc., there has to be a little bit of a balance here. And in particular circumstances, I have an upcoming exam. I have an upcoming project for work. I have the opportunity to excel. I have to maximize my attention on this because this is actually where the reward lies. If my intention is pure, and that is that I really want to do service of deen, and I want to become independent and not dependent on others so that I can help other people out, well, then I have to focus on those opportunities that Allah has given me in life to be able to establish myself. That is also from the sunnah. And this is, this is more common amongst younger people who become very excited about doing work of deen. And it's a noble endeavor, and there's no doubt about that. But it becomes at the expense of something that can enable them to perpetually serve deen. Whereas what happens is that because they ignore or we ignore an upcoming exam, an upcoming project, an upcoming opportunity for us career-wise, we ignore that and we keep ignoring these things and we see ourselves 30 or 40 years later, we're still having the same battles over and over again. So it's important for us to understand that there is reward in even those things that we quote-unquote consider to be mundane. There's reward in it as long as it's placed in its proper place. And that's what deen ultimately is. It's placing things in their proper place. Making sure that my parents, Allah Ta'ala has assigned them to me as a responsibility. I need to make sure they're put in its proper place. My spouse, my wife, or my husband, they have to be put in its proper place. My children, right? My, my school, my career, my, um, uh, my health, Right? All of these things take a certain role in our life. My work toward the community, my, uh, my involvement, things like this. They have to be placed in the proper order because when they're out of order, our life becomes out of order as well. And our ability, this, it all comes down to this, our ability to maintain, maintain consistency and deen dwindles if we haven't taken care of these things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed priority for us. And I've seen this in my own life and it's, I've seen this in, in the people around me so many times that we jump on opportunities and overcommit to certain things. And as a result, some of the primary responsibilities that Allah is going to ask us about on the Day of Judgment first, He's going to ask us about this first, we've ignored and neglected. I mean, how does that make sense? You know, we could say like, oh, but my college exam, who cares? What's the big deal? We, we don't think that because Allah Ta'ala has given us an opportunity to study at some prestigious school or university, and that time has been given and the wealth to be able to study at these places, do we think that we're just not going to be asked about this in the Day of Judgment? That we didn't take this time seriously? Do we think that the parents that Allah has blessed us with, do we think that we're not going to be asked about how we attended to their needs when they needed us on the Day of Judgment? Do we think that the children that we're responsible for, do we think that we're just not going to be asked about this? And when we're talking about deen, we're going to separate this completely from anything pertaining to my worldly life? That's, that's where we mix things up. So let's, let's bring this back to what we started the discussion with, right? It's that everything must be in balance. And by and large, when, 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 when we make the statement that one of the signs of Allah's attention, like we made last time, one of the signs of Allah's attention is that he keeps us busy with the work of deen. 
Maybe it's better to say that one of the signs of Allah Ta'ala's attention is that he keeps us busy during our free time with work of deen. That external time that the majority of the ummah tends to waste, he, he keeps us busy with work of deen during that time. And the reality is all of us have that time. If we cut out the garbage from our life, the hours on Netflix, the hours on social media, the hours involvement in sin, and we total this up over the course of a week, you know, six, four, five, six hours a day of screen time on our phones, you know, not only would we be able to take care of our family, our school, our career, our, our parents, our primary responsibilities, on top of that, we'd be able to remain fully busy with the service of deen. Our problem is that we have all of this sort of uh, waste junk time filled into our schedules, we don't have time for our own primary responsibilities like our own spiritual needs and our own family, etc. And then we bypass these things because we think that we have to accomplish some lofty goal in deen and then we go and serve the outside. And it, we, we've sort of kind of all mixed up. So the idea here is that we remove the external irrelevant things from our time. And we hope that Allah Ta'ala fills that time with keeping us busy in the service of the community around us. While, we're, while still attending to the primary responsibilities that we know on the Day of Judgment we're going to be asked about first. That's the ideal situation. So we should look at our lives and see, one, how busy is Allah keeping me with service of deen? And, and if I have no involvement, then that's a problem, right? But secondly, I should look at my life and say, well, what exactly am I doing with my extra time? I mean, if, if I filled my extra time with, with nonsense, well, then there's no space to be busy with work of deen. And I can't just ignore my main responsibilities that Allah's going to ask my parents, my family. I can't just ignore these things and then just fill that time with work of deen. I have to remove the garbage and make sure that time is used in the service of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his deen and, and, and the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the summary for today, and just circling back to what we talked about last time, one of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention upon us is that he keeps us busy and extremely busy with work of deen. The second point is that it's important for us to prioritize those things that he's placed on our plate first, including our family and our household, including our parents, including our own personal spiritual needs, and including our own needs to settle ourselves down. It's important to place these things in its proper place and not bypass or circumvent these things in the name, quote-unquote, of service of deen. And finally, it's important that we analyze our time and try to remove those things that are extraneous because it's not until we remove these things that it can be filled with something that's productive and beneficial for us in this life and in the akhirah and importantly toward the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to uh, deeply in inspect our lives and, and remove those things that are unnecessary. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us for his service um, in accordance with what's to be most rewarded for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to properly attend to those responsibilities that he's placed on our shoulders. Wa akhira da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.